Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where economic developers from across the country spill their secrets to our host, Nicole D'Souza. You'll hear firsthand accounts from economic developers in the trenches, from what works to what doesn't work, how deals come together or how deals go bad. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. This month's special guest is Tanner Jones, Research Analyst at Baldwin County, Alabama's Economic Development Alliance. Tanner graduated from the University of Southern Mississippi with his Master's in Economic Development and began working at Baldwin County EDA in 2015. There, he focuses on research and analytics, finding trends in demographics, workforce, occupation, and industry data. He helps to make the statistical case for what companies are looking for when deciding to relocate to the county. Baldwin County is located on the Gulf Coast of Alabama and is best known for Gulf Shores and Orange Beach, where many people vacation every year. Likewise, tourism is the main economic engine for the county. Baldwin County is a very diverse county with 14 municipalities, making it the largest geographic county in Alabama. They have a population of about 200,000 and has grown about 45% since 2000. Today, Tanner shares with you the most effective methods of conducting economic development research and gives tips on how to get started utilizing research more heavily. Without further ado, here are Tanner's economic development secrets. Hi, Tanner. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. Hi, Nicole. Happy to be here. Well, today we are discussing research and data. We just, we really want to find out how Baldwin County uses, you know, data as a resource. And, um, you know, especially now it is so important to be organized and have all of the facts and data ready at a moment's notice to present to a client. So can you just kind of give us a little overview of the research that you do, please, Tanner? So, so my main focus uh, in the research that we do here is is all geared towards business development. So we don't we don't necessarily handle a lot of huge projects where we are analyzing just uh, big data, but we we use the numbers that we know uh, our clients and our prospective companies have access to, uh, and we use those numbers to to sell our community uh, in the best way that we can. Uh, sometimes that means taking a, a number that that is not as positive as, as others might think uh, from an occupation standpoint. Maybe we have a, a low, um, maybe we have a low, um, maybe we have a low occupation number in a, in a certain profession, and we need a, a large number of of of, of uh, workers in that profession. And for us, uh, we we use a lot of uh, transferability of skill to show how. Uh, how we we may not have that specific occupation uh, ready to go, but we have uh, we have other workers that would be willing to transfer into that occupation, have high skill level that that would transfer easily into that occupation. Uh, because our county is we are a, a large county and 200,000 people, but we are diverse and we don't have a ton of industry uh, from a manufacturing standpoint. At least we don't have a ton of manufacturers in our county. And so it, it's a we have a workforce base that is, is strong and diverse, uh, but we we sometimes have to show that we have the workers in other occupations that might transfer into a new 
industry because uh, we don't currently have that industry in our region. So we do a lot of strategic things like that, just just taking taking the story that we know uh, we know that when when companies get to us, they already know our our data story. They already know what um, what the numbers say on Census Bureau's website or or wherever they're getting their information. Um, our job is to take that information and turn it into something that's more useful for them, uh, and of course, it paints our our community in the best light possible for for that potential client. Well, and you mentioned the websites. You know, the websites are so important because most prospects, right, always go to your website first. And um, for the listeners. If you wanted to go to Baldwin County's website, they have so much information there, right? Just posted there for the prospects to see, um, right, Tanner? You have data and fact sheets and really anything that someone would need to know. It gives a really good first impression to the prospect. Well, thank you. Uh, glad you enjoyed the website. Uh, we uh, we do we do try to provide as much information as possible. Um, and or you know as much information as we believe the client would be looking for on our website. Uh, of course, when at least when site consultants are involved, uh, you typically see uh, typically see those companies looking at, at at an alternate source for their data. They're not just gathering information from from the local community. So, but you might have uh, a company stumble upon your website, and they might be interested. In, uh, in locating in your community, and you have an opportunity to sell sell your community to them in that moment. And if uh, if you don't don't have the information that they uh, want, or if you don't have the information presented in a in a nice format, then it, it certainly can be a deterrent and can even eliminate you from the process. Which is something that we're hearing more and more from site consultants is that you know we're we're being looked at uh, at a much deeper level before before we even asked to provide any information uh, via an RFI or otherwise. And, uh, so, so for us, it's important that we not only just have that have information available for them, but it, that it's presented in the best way possible, that it's easy for them to access, uh, and that it paints our community in a, in a great light. Definitely. Well, can you share with us a, a project that you worked on um, where, you know, really using the data was very vital to, you know, working through the deal? Last year, we worked a project that um, that, that had a, a large number of employees uh, in, a, in an industry and in an in a occupation that we didn't actually have in our county or, or in our region because it was a very specific uh, type of occupation. Uh, what we used information that we could find on other skills uh, that might transfer into that occupation um, to best sell uh, that project or to best sell our community for that project uh, because we didn't have the presence of, of that occupation in our community. Um, and you might find that as to be a, a common issue when you're when you're recruiting companies because it's hard to it's hard to see uh, it's hard to know exactly what what companies are looking for but it's also difficult uh, to meet the exact needs of the company from a workforce perspective and I think the, the data is the most useful from a workforce perspective um, when you're trying to to meet the demands of your client uh, from not, from a population standpoint. 
um, and and from other standpoints that they already know what what you have there. You just have to explain to them how how you're going to meet their needs. Um, so for us in in that specific project, we took uh, we took the occupation that 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 we did not have anybody. I mean, we didn't have a soul in our region that had that occupation, uh, and we 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 looked at other occupations and other skills that transferred into that occupation. Uh, we were able to um, we were able to show to the company that we were not only able to meet their workforce needs but exceed them. Um, and we actually had uh, it was a situation where the company had been provided uh, data by by the consultant. Uh, and by us and by the state um, for those specific occupations before we had taken the time to really break down the the data and make it a, make it a more of a, a positive uh, spin on it for for our community and also show them that we do have the workers here they're just not specifically in that occupation uh, once we did show them that information they really uh, you could <laughs> their their idea uh, their attitude towards the workforce uh, situation in our community really did a complete uh, 180. Uh, they they said, well, why haven't you shown us this information before? Because this was on this was on the second site visit that they were here, um, and we ultimately didn't end up winning that project. Uh, but we d we were able. You could you could see on their faces that we were able to re uh, relieve their their worries with regard to workforce, and uh, I think that that that's something that we don't. Do enough as economic developers. It's easy for us to uh, to get in the groove, uh, to to have a, a large number of site visits in a in a year or month or a week, and and not spend the time to really put our best foot forward with regard to the numbers uh, that we're presenting to our client. Because we all have those those simple um, those simple PowerPoints that we uh, present during site visits. Um, where we might throw our basic information up there, uh, but these these uh, individual clients are looking for specific information uh, as it relates to their um, to their company and to their future uh, position in in your community and how that would look for them to go from point A to point B. And I, I think we we as economic developers uh, need to do a better job of of putting that putting honest information in front of them and not just uh, high-level information that that we have readily available at our fingertips, uh, but really putting the time into explaining how how we can meet their needs from a workforce perspective or from um, you know in, any perspective really, just depending on what the struggle is. Workforce, of course, being the one that we hear the most about uh, as economic developers. So, what different research outlets do you use? like census info on the map, just out of curiosity? Yeah, there are so many public resources available. Um, and it, it's, 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 I think a lot of communities don't understand how many uh, public resources are available through your website or through BEA or um, BLS or, or whoever you're dealing with there, but just depending on what information you need. but. Um, you know, for the most part, we we like to use those public sources, um, at least to quote our information. Uh, we want to make sure that we have information that's not only uh, accurate, but it's easy to compare to other communities. Um, and that, and then we do use, 
we we have access to JobsEQ uh, here in Baldwin County, so that, that's our main. Um, I mean, that's our our alternate uh, source for information, especially if we need occupation or industry uh, data. Uh, and then we also have partners who have different resources, such as MSI um, and and others that that are able to uh, you know assist us when we when we need it. Um, make sure that. Uh, you know, I would encourage people listening to make sure that you uh, speak with your partners about what research tools they might have available to you. Um, uh, possibly your your state workforce training folks might have some workforce uh, a resource that would be helpful from a workforce perspective. Um, your utility partners might have access to an EMSI or JobsEQ, um, and in the same way, you know, uh, I, I think that that even local communities might have access to some of that information. Um, so just just be sure to, to know what your partners have available so that you're not doubling up on, on a subscription or, or whatever not to, uh, I know that that would not be something that EMSI or <laughs> JobsEQ would want me to tell you, but, um, but make sure that you, you know, that you're, that you're being as efficient with your resources because uh, they are few and far between when you're, when you're dealing with smaller account development communities. So uh, for us, we're kind of mid-sized um, with our organization and with our communities. So we, we use a lot of public uh, resources, but we also use a lot of, um, we also use some private resources um, available through through our own subscriptions and through our, our partners. Well, what would you recommend to some of the listeners whose organizations don't really utilize as much data as they probably should? Um, how, what would you tell them to, you know, look into if they wanted to just start this process of using data to work through projects? It, it can be very intimidating, the amount of information that is available and trying to make sure that you're using it uh, in not only an efficient way, but that you are providing accurate and up-to-date information. Um, I think the Census Bureau is a great place to start. Um, I'm a huge, I know some people use On the Map or Business Builder. I'm a huge fan of just going through uh, the American Fact Finder, which is on the Census Bureau's website, and just looking at, at an individual municipality or at the county clicking through the information that's available on there. Um, part of my role is just finding trends and seeing how seeing how we're growing or, or where we might be struggling. Uh, I think that the best way to uh, to really find those trends is to just look at, at what, what information is out there uh, and just kind of click through it and see, you know, where were we in 2010 compared to where we are in 2014 or 2015. Uh, depending on what the most updated information is on on the Census Bureau website, um, I, I know that a lot of people uh, use the Census Bureau website, and a lot of people uh, like to just look at the at the census uh, numbers from 2010. But really, that that information is not uh, as up to date as as your um, you know as the American Community Survey or or what other whatever other information is available. Uh, on a year-to-year -year basis from the from the census, so uh, try to find the most up-to-date information you can because that's what the companies are going to want. That's what you should be using to not only present to the companies but also to make decisions 
in your community so that you're making uh, decisions that are that are current and not based on information from, from five or six years ago. Um, and uh, you know, just just uh, I mean, there are a number of, of government resources out there: BLS, uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, um, BA, the Bureau of Economic Analysis. All those uh, public resources are the same, but the Census Bureau is, of course, the most the most covers the most information. So uh, I would I would suggest to start there. Um, if it's intimidating, just start with income information uh, and and pick that apart, or just start with your demographic information, uh, population, and just just kind of look at that from a year over year uh, basis. I think showing those trends is is important for the momentum of your community and making sure that you're making um, making the right decisions from at least using the data that you have. Of course, everybody is going to have uh, on-the-ground knowledge that's not going to be available in the online in any source. Um, so, you know, of course you have to incorporate that. You can't make decisions decisions solely based on um, on the data provided, but I think that, that it, people can certainly do a better job of, of using that data to make, make their decision. Have you ever heard of or used IEDC's EDRP data sheets? I, I have heard of that, but I have not used it. Okay. Well, I know that might be also a good place to start for a lot of people who just haven't gotten into research yet. It's a really good comprehensive data sheet that just it gets all of the facts of your community lined up. And, you know, it's, I think something that's just very helpful to have and, you know, keeping your back pocket so that when you do get, you know, RFPs or just a prospect coming in, you know, you don't have to scramble for data that you don't have. It's already ready to go. Um, something great. I mean, fill it out, make an infographic, post it on your website, hand it out at different, you know, community stakeholder meetings. Things like that. Um, I, a lot of, a lot of, I think a lot of smaller organizations find the data side of economic development very intimidating. Um, particularly, uh, they struggle with the fact that they have to, or they feel that they have to update that information as, as much as possible. And I know that I encouraged, um, encouraged everyone to, to update that as much as possible. And you certainly need to. But ultimately, you're once you gain a, a perspective of your community and, and once you have all that information organized, it doesn't change rapidly. Uh, so, so you know, if you're doing that um, over time, you don't have to worry really about your population numbers changing. Uh, you know, from month to month, they're just going to change, or you know, you're just going to get an updated uh, population number once a year. Uh, so. When you do pull that information, I know that everyone is encouraged to update their information on their website as much as possible, and that certainly is something that, that has to be done. And it's tedious, and it's not not fun. It's not even fun for for someone like me who loves who loves the data. But <laughs> um, but but it's but it's important. Uh, it's important to do that. But at the same time, it, it, it's not really that intimidating. It, it's not something once you have the information you have it once you fill out that RFI as long as you keep a copy of it or you know save it on your computer you're going to have that information uh, to, to refer back to so um, so uh, you know it's not like you're starting brand new with every single project and uh, it's not really as intimidating of, uh, of a, an idea as 
as it sometimes seems, uh, just to, to those people that aren't as familiar with uh, resources or with, with data. Tanner, when your organization is presenting a deal to your board or council, how do you present the data along with it? What avenues do you go with to, you know, really make the data that can be really complex, you know, easy and comprehensive and, you know, small little biteable pieces? Well, um, to be honest, Impact Data Source helps with that uh, a lot, certainly to look at, at not only the economic impact of, of the incentive package that um, that we might put together, but also to see the impact of the, of the local jobs in the community um, uh, and the temporary impact and, and everything that goes along with that project. Uh, typically, we, uh, we would pitch, um, you know, pitch to our local municipalities or to, and or to our county, um, to, to the Ball and County Commission um, when it comes to in, incentive packages, so um, so we we would be presenting at the at the to the to the local government, not necessarily to our board. I mean, I think as far as we found, Impact Data Source is the best resource out there for for communities like ours. Um, and I'm not trying to to uh, to give you undue praise or or just because I'm on the podcast, but it really really is it really is a great resource because. Uh, most communities can't afford to go out and create their own uh, impact software, uh, or and and some of the software that, or some of the uh, programs that are available out there just aren't nearly as as uh, comprehensive as, as what Impact Data Source has. So, I mean that that is a huge asset for us. Um, it makes our job a lot easier, um, and it also keeps us from making mistakes and. and you know, trying to incentivize a project that maybe isn't going to have the impact that we think it's going to have, um, but ultimately it helps us make our case to the county and and to the to one or or more of the 14 municipalities that we have to deal with, um, or they throughout the county. Well, thank you. Uh, that's not what I was going for, you know, for the praise, but I, thanks. <laughs> Always good know, to hear. <laughs> Do you look at company financials when they're prospective um, businesses looking at moving? We do look at companies' financials, um, and we will definitely we definitely present that uh, mm -hmm. to whoever we are uh, asking for incentives from. So if we're you know, if we're asking the county to incentivize a project, uh, we are going to be completely open with them uh, about what what the company's current financial state is, um, and and whether you know whether the company seems to uh, be in in the growth state that they are proposing they are in, and and make sure that that they aren't going to end up uh, getting the the bad end of the deal. And well, we also uh, look at companies' financials when we're generating leads. Uh, so we we will actually just look at a company's financials uh, as, and determine whether or not we think they're a potential um, a potential client for us, and whether we think that they might be looking to expand or, or put together a new location uh, somewhere uh, in the in the near future. So a lot of times. Uh, because we do develop a lot of our leads in-house, uh, a lot of times we already have the company's financial information pretty well picked apart before we're even proposing um, proposing Ball and County to them. Uh, because we don't, you know, it's an easy way to work more efficiently, uh, so that we're not spending a lot of time with companies that 
that aren't actually interested in locating. Great. Well, I have a few wrap-up questions for you. And the first one is, what is your biggest economic development secret to success for other economic developers out there listening? Uh, my biggest secret to success is, is to focus on research. So I think it's important to, to use the information that you have uh, to make the, make decisions from a recruitment standpoint um, so that and I, I know that not every every community is in a position um, where they can be uh, selective with, with who they're recruiting. But I, I think from from my perspective, uh, as, as a researcher, of course, I, I believe the research side is very important. I believe understanding your numbers uh, is very important. Um, but I, I think using that information to better your community and also better your um, better your pitch to to companies is is so important and something that's often um, often not looked at enough um, when we're when we're working in a field that has long been um, long been run by uh, relationships. And not that relationships aren't important, but um, that's not gonna not gonna be enough to get the deal done anymore. And so I think it's important that that we focus on on the hard numbers um, because that's what companies are, are using to make decisions in the same way that our organizations are using those numbers to, to make decisions. So. Well, finally, what is your favorite hobby? Oh, gosh. I, <laughs> I'm i a, a film buff, so I, I watch a lot of movies and a lot, a lot of television. So I, I watch a ton of movies. I've seen uh, you know, pretty much every Oscar-nominated uh, movie in the past, uh, I don't know, six years. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's where I spend a lot of my time. And wow. thankfully, my wife enjoys it as well. So, Very cool, very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Tanner. Um, I learned a lot, and I'm sure the audience learned a lot, too. And, I mean, it's a difficult topic for a lot of people. So um, I'm sure you really helped a lot of people out. And hopefully, if the audience has any questions, please feel free to reach out to Tanner, reach out to me, reach out to one of the economists at Impact Data Source or anyone, you know. You know, And, um, you know, research is, research is so important that, you know, it's really, it's worth the, the extra effort it takes to pull it together. It is, and, and please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, my uh, contact information is available on baldwineda.com. Uh, feel free to take a look at some of the information that we have on there. Um, and if you have any helpful tips for me, uh, feel free to, to send them along. Great. Thank you, Tanner. Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.impactdatasource.com.